What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up, January 9th, 2023. Welcome to the show. We have a national championship game tonight, TCU and Georgia. We recap the final week, week 18 of the NFL season, and we get you ready for week one of the playoffs, super wild card weekend. The Jets are finished, and they went in, they went down in a ball of flames. The Giants continue next week in Minnesota for a wild card matchup with the Vikings. And we start things off here with some excellent news just minutes ago. DeMar Hamlin's doctors held a press conference. He has been discharged from the hospital. He has been flown from Cincinnati to a hospital in Buffalo. And I'll tell you what, he's going to be at this game. He's going to be at this game this weekend. The Bills are Sunday at 1 o'clock, and we're going to give you a schedule in a minute. He's going to be at this game. And if the Dolphins bring the team that they brought yesterday to play the Jets, they don't stand a chance. They probably don't stand a chance as it is. But, it's I mean, they they were awful. So the schedule is set. DeMar Hamlin, obviously excellent news on his basically a death door just seven days ago is now well enough to get on an airplane, fly to Buffalo where he's staying at a hospital. Kind of, it sounds like just for observations. He's breathing on his own. He, he, he was at the press conference via the, uh, Skype, a video call. So it's, I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Again, unbelievable job. The doctors did not say what it is that caused it. Uh, as you heard here, right here on Locked Up Sports on Friday, uh, we had our guest, Dr. Mel, and he thought it was a hereditary thing. I forget exactly what it was called, but he thought it was a hereditary thing. And they would not say if he would play again or, you know, it sounds like Dr. Mel might have hit, hit the nail right on the head. And I, I'm, I'm not surprised. He's one of the, the foremost doctors in America. So let's let's get real let's start real quick. We got the schedule for Super Wild Card Weekend, so what they call it. This whole new thing. It, it kind of waters it down to be honest with you. A couple of things I don't like about them adding the extra game. I mean, you get more teams involved and it's supposed to make week the last two weeks of the season more competitive because you have more teams involved with a chance at the playoffs. I don't think yesterday was any more. There were any more games with playoff implications than there were, say, four or five years ago or 10 or 15 years ago when I was growing up. I, I just don't. There were some games that were good games. There were bad games. There were teams that play, had nothing to play for that showed up to ruin a team's season. And there were teams that had nothing to play for that just laid down and, you know, they were in the offseason last week. It's the same thing you've always had. I also don't like, as trivial as it sounds, the the... The records. I mean, how many years have I been saying ten and six, eight and eight, nine and seven? Now you got to add an extra game. You got to get from sixteen to seventeen. You know, it's, it's just it's just something that I want to deal with. <laughs> but anyway, so the schedule for next week, Super Wild Card Weekend, kicks off Saturday afternoon, four thirty, with a West Coast NFC matchup: Seattle at San Francisco. Seattle, it's one of the teams that got in yesterday. They almost, I mean, listen, they almost lost to the Rams. The Rams played their best game of the season yesterday, and they lost in overtime. Then Saturday, 8-15, you got the San, Di- uh, the San Diego, I'm still calling them San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers traveling across the country to Florida to play Jacksonville, which is one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Do not be surprised if Jacksonville makes a run. 
Sunday 1 o'clock. The traditional Sunday 1 o'clock kickoff in Buffalo. I think DeMar Hamlin's going to be at the game on the sideline. And if he is, uh, I mean, listen, just look at what they did yesterday with taking the two kicks back. You got the Dolphins at the Bills, 1 o'clock, an AFC East wild card matchup. 4.30, it's our New York Giants. It's the New York Football Giants in Minnesota against the Minnesota Vikings, a game I think the Giants could win. I think a game they should win. I will get to that in a little bit. Sunday at 8.15 is a night game. The Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. A rivalry matchup. They just played yesterday. They will play again next week. Yesterday was almost like a preseason game because you don't want to show any, you know, you don't want to show your hand. It's kind of a feel me out kind of preseason type of game. Um, it's a rivalry game. It'll be a good game. It's an AFC North uh, rivalry. It's it, and Cincinnati has really hit their stride late lately. Burrow's playing great. Cincinnati's another sneaky team that could sneak in, could be a sleeper into the Super Bowl out of the AFC. And then uh, Monday night, this is where the, the it makes no sense to be the Super Wild Card weekend. You have a Monday night game. There's no Monday night game this week in the final week of the season. You have a Monday night because you want the teams to have the same amount of days off. You have a Monday night game, playoff game. I hate it. I don't like it. But it's not exactly the cream of the crop. It's the Dallas Cowboys who have just limped into these playoffs. They look terrible. They made some kid from Washington that you never heard of first time stepping on the field yesterday look like Doug Williams or Mark Rippon. They travel to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I listen, I, you know how I feel about Tom Brady. I'm, I'm sick of it. I, I think the Cowboys will probably survive this one, but... They better get their act together if they want to make a run. We'll get to that as well. We'll start with the New York Jets. We'll get that out of the way as they finish their season. They were once 6-2. and two. They were once 7-4. and four, And they finished the season 7-10. and ten. They did not score a touchdown yesterday again. I was screaming and yelling to get Flacco in there the last three weeks. Turns out it was he's just as bad. Turns out it's you put that Jets uniform on and you just can't play. The Jets had no offense. Miami was just as bad. They were a field goal better. And the last play, the last play caught uh, cost some people in the gambling com- community some money. I know I've heard some people bitching and moaning about that. I mean, listen, that's why you don't gamble because of something like that. Jets are throwing it around. They end up back towards their own end zone. It fumbles. It goes out of the back of the end zone. And it's a safety. So instead of 9-6, to six, the Jets cover the 4.5. It goes to 11-6, to six, and Miami covers the 4.5. And, and that right there, folks, that last play of the Jets game is a lesson in why you don't rent, why you don't bet. There's a reason why the bookies and the casinos say... Pick whoever you want. Whoever you want. You pick either team. We'll take the other guy. And they are building big, beautiful casinos all over this country. And I don't know any gamblers who are building big, beautiful casinos. I don't even know any gamblers who are building big, beautiful houses. It's a losing proposition. So that's that's for another day. 
No, I did not lose any money in that game. I did not bet on that game. I do I do gamble, but I gamble like 10, 20 bucks. So I can't enjoy it if I have like 50 or $100 on a game. I just can't enjoy it. I know enough about sports to know not to gamble. Now I know more about sports than I do stocks, so I think I'd probably have a better shot at that than day trading. But that's all. That's a, another another subject for another day. Let's start with the New York Jets. Get that out of the way. They the season's over. They got a ton of questions now heading into the off season. A ton of questions heading into next year. The coach has worked his way right into the hot seat here. I think he comes back. I don't think they they fire the coach. Now, do you fire the coach if Harbaugh from Michigan shows interest because he's about to hightail it out of Michigan? You know his his program's in trouble. They're going to go on all kinds of probation. You can see it coming a mile away. He's going to be out of there because that's what college coaches do. As soon as things get you know, as soon as they get busted for whatever they're doing and they're all doing something, they're out of there. Well, well, you know what? I'm out of here. And they just leave the program in shambles. And the only difference now is they let the college kids do it as well with the transfer portal. And we'll get to, we'll get to all that. But I mean, listen, college footballs and college athletics in general is just a, a, a mess. So if Harbaugh hightails that in, out of there and shows interest in a Jets job, do you want do you want Harbaugh? Another person that has been thrown around is do you want Sean Payton? Sean Payton is still under contract with the Saints, so if you were to go after, if you were to get Sean Payton, you would have to give up probably a ton, of, a lot of draft picks, and you'd probably have to give up a lot of cash, and that's before you paid him a dollar. So, do you want to do that? Is he worth it? I don't know. I think the Jets probably stay with Salah, but the fact that he has worked his way into even us having this discussion shows just how bad the Jets were coming down the stretch. I mean, it was just unwatchable. I was all over the Red Zone channel yesterday because I couldn't sit there and watch Miami Jets. I mean, it was terrible. Game was 6-6. You know, Miami hit a field goal. Then the safety. uh, uh, Miami didn't score a touchdown and they beat the Jets. Jets didn't score a touchdown in a month. The quarterback situation. Flacco is gone. Wilson's staying. I told you Wilson was staying six weeks ago. Wilson's going to stay. What do they do with Mike White? Do they bring in another quarterback to start, a veteran to start? I think you can't. I think it's too late to sit Zach Wilson. I don't even know if Zach Wilson can play in this town anymore. He's, I, I mean, he's not really, he doesn't show leadership qualities. He's not that kind of guy, not that kind of kid. He's kind of timid. The, the fan base is all over him. They want no part of Zach Wilson. Mike White. Kind of ruined, you know, the fairy tale he had going. You saw behind the sheet there, you know, you saw the man behind the curtain, and it's a backup quarterback, is what it is. So he'll make some money. It would, the questions will be by the from the Jets. I, I don't know. If I if it was me, I would just bring Wilson and White back and have a quarterback competition, and I hope White wins. And that's probably you know what they'll do. Although I could see them going after one of the, you know, free agents. Lamar Jackson's not coming here. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo's coming here. 
So you could have your delusions of grandeur, Jets fans, because that's what you do in the offseason. Trust me, I know. I'm a Mets fan. I have them. We got the whole Carlos Correa thing going on. I know. And I know most Jets fans are Mets fans. The Giants yesterday will get that out of the way as well, as that was kind of a meaningless, you know, that was a throwaway game. Um, They made it a game in the second half. Philadelphia did not look good. They did not get right as I thought they would. You know, I expected a, a, a blowout, kind of. You know, you figure the Giants saw nobody out there. The Eagles want to go show everybody they could still score, show themselves they could still win. And it was 10 nothing at half. Unimpressive 10 nothing for the Eagles. The Giants did nothing, but the Giants made a game of it, and they were an onside kick recovery away from possibly stealing that game from the Eagles. So good job by the Giants, you know, the backups. And next week, uh, we'll see what happens. They go to Minnesota. Um, other games of consequence yesterday. In the 1 o'clock window, there was, I mean, you know what you had? You had in, in the 1 o'clock window, you had the Jets-Miami. Miami needed to win, and they needed a New England loss. You had New England in Buffalo. And that thing started with a bang. The kid, uh, what's his name? Hines. Two kickoff returns, 235 yards in kick returns. First time in, uh, yeah, I can't even tell you. They said it on the on the telecast. I forget what they said, but it, it's first time in a long time. You've had somebody take back two kicks. And that place was going crazy. And New England kept it close. New England turned the ball over is what happened. Mac Jones, three interceptions. Belichick misses the playoffs. And, I mean, New England's got to be kicking themselves. New England lost to Houston. New England New England lost some bad games this year. New England should have been in the playoffs. Are they a playoff team? No. And, and you know, they're not in the playoffs. So they're not a playoff team. But they're not like a... They wouldn't make a run or anything like that. But, you know, Bill's got to be kicking himself because this team, they blew their chances. They had the chances, and they blew them. They had multiple chances. Plenty of chances. So you had those two games going on. And then you also had the Browns and the Steelers. Now the Steelers, did you see what the Steelers did? They sacked. After a sack, they did they did a CPR sell. I mean, listen, yesterday was a day where you could you 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 realize that they're football players and they're not rocket scientists. Because they're idiots, some of them. You had the Steelers doing the CPR celebration? First of all, what the hell is that? A CPR celebration? I mean, and could you be more tone deaf? On the week, six days since the Hamlin thing, getting CPR, being saved his life on the on the field. The Steelers thought it would, the Steelers defense thought it would be a good idea. To develop a, a, a celebration. I mean, you got to be kidding me with that. And then in the night game, which would turned out to be a huge penalty, you had the, the Packers going after the, tra- the trainer on the Lions and pushing him, getting ejected. What are you doing? The one person you don't want to go after this week is the trainers. They're the heroes this week. 
Rightfully so. The trainers are never recognized for what they do. This week they were front and center, and this idiot's pushing the guy, going after him on the sideline. They are football players. They are not rocket scientists. They are not smart. Talk about the dumb jock stereotype coming through. I mean, just brain dead, brain dead things to do. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Of course you're going to get slaughtered for it. It's not even funny. It's not even something where it's like, oh, that was funny. It was probably worth it. It's worth the, you know, it's worth the criticism because it was funny. No, not worth the crit because it wasn't even that funny. It was stupid. The Steelers I'm talking about. The one on the, in the, in, in the Packers. I mean, you just, you got to be kidding me. You can't go after anybody on the sideline. You know this guy. You know the trainer's half your size, twice your age. And he's going after him. I mean, the Packers just imploded yesterday. So the Steelers and the Browns, the Steelers did win the game, but they were eliminated with the Miami win when Miami kicked the field goal with 18 seconds left to beat the Jets. And then New England losing is what put Miami in. So that was your 1 o'clock window games that, that counted. We'll get to Saturday in a second. I know. I, didn't, I know I missed Saturday. Then in the 4 o'clock window, you had Rams in Seattle. And you had the Lions and the Packers with a night game. So that the Lions and Packers were relying on the Seattle outcome. The Lions needed Seattle to lose. And they needed to beat the Packers. The Rams came and played their best game of the season in Seattle in a tough environment. And they gave Seattle everything they could handle. And to be honest with you, Seattle should have lost that game. The guy missed a field goal at the end of regulation. The Rams couldn't do anything in in overtime with the ball. Second possession for Seattle in the overtime. They kind of just methodically marched down the field into field goal range, kicked the field goal. At around, I guess, 7.15 Eastern time here. Right as the warm-ups were going on for the Lions and the Packers. And that eliminated the Lions. So now Seattle was watching. They needed the Lions to win. and the, They needed the Packers to lose to get in. And Sunday night, the, Pack, I mean, the Packers, they started out... They started out great. There was a pass interference. They got the ball right down the field. First down, first and goal from the five-yard line. Can't punch it in. They had three red zone opportunities in that first half. No touchdowns. And you knew they were in trouble. And Aaron Rodgers just did not play well. And the Lions came to play. Give them credit. They knew they were out. They knew the game was meaningless. And you could tell by the interviews after the game that the Lions were pissed off at what Aaron Rodgers said about them earlier in the season. It was something, I forget the exact quote, it was something like, oh, you can't lose to a team like that. And the Lions were like, oh, really? And they went on a run in the in the second half. Give the Lions credit. The, the Lions made it interesting. The Lions never make it interesting in the second half. The Lions are usually 1-6, and six, like they were this season. Started out as a normal Lions season, 1-6. and six. At that point, you could usually just forget about the Lions. Don't worry about the Lions. They're gonna just, you know, they'll finish three and thirteen or three and fourteen or five and twelve, something like that. 
We'll give them credit because they came roaring back and they just ran out they just ran out of track is what happened. They fell short, they needed some help in the last week, didn't get it. The Rams gave them every you know, the Rams tried for them. The Rams tried for them. And Seattle's not a very good team. So Seattle, you know, with playing down to the competition, as the Rams finished up a, a horrendous Super Bowl defense. And the Lions fell just short. A team that did not fall short, that you ne- didn't see coming halfway through the season, week uh, week 9, week 10, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence has come of age. He is, one, he is a top quarterback. Do not be surprised if Jacksonville makes a run. They played that game on Saturday night against Tennessee. Tennessee didn't have a quarterback. They relied heavily on Derrick Henry, who just he he did not he didn't have a good season this year, and the number one seed from last year in the AFC is out. And that Jacksonville played, and that that that's a stadium in Jacksonville was rocking. They were saying it was a party down there all week. They were waiting for that game. They're gonna be they, they you know I'll tell you what Jacksonville is gonna be trouble. They're gonna be a problem in the playoffs for a couple years to come. And I said it as soon as they played the Giants. As soon as I watched that Giants game, I said it. I said they got a good running back in Etienne. He's just got to learn how to hold on to the ball, which he did. They got Trevor Lawrence who can make any throw you ask him to make. Any throw. He can throw. He has an arm like anybody else in this league. He has as good an arm as anybody. They have a defense, an up-and-coming defense, which showed up on Saturday night. They got a turnover, they got a couple turnovers, and they won the game. A 20-16 to win. Jacksonville is into the playoffs for the first time since Tom Coughlin was running the show over there. So, and I'm telling you, watch out for Jacksonville. Jacksonville will make a run, and don't be surprised. They got the Chargers, who just, the Chargers have never, haven't really been right all season. They just haven't. Herbert, I would at the end of last year, I said Herbert's going to be the best quarterback in the league by this year. Swing and a miss on my part. Swing and a miss. Because now I still think he's going to be a top quarterback going forward and in his career. Not this year. He wasn't good this year. He had some injuries. It is what it is. But when they needed him, he wasn't great. He was able to will the team into the playoffs, though. And they're going to Jacksonville, and I think Jacksonville wins that game. And they will go to either Buffalo or Kansas City. And we'll see what happens. Buffalo and Kansas City are clearly the two best teams in the NFL. Both of them can be beat. Now, not yesterday. Kansas City would, like, Kansas City does not lose to, to the Raiders. That game was over. You know, as you expected, it was over quick. It was a, you know, you had Mahomes throwing shovel passes, running around in the backfield and skating away from tackles and shovel passing it in, you know, doing his Madden stuff. He's like a, he's like a video game out there. And that was, as expected, the Chiefs are the one seed. So if you get a Buffalo-Kansas City AFC Championship game, which is a good chance that'll happen... It'll be played in a neutral neutral site, which is interesting. 
I don't know where they're going to play it yet. I, last I saw, they did not announce it yet. I know Atlanta was in the running. I know uh, Indianapolis was in the running. I know there was a couple, there was a couple different ones. I don't. I think you got to just put it, you know, as close to the middle between, you know, same same distance from Buffalo and Kansas City as as possible. But you could also put it closer to Kansas City. You could kind of get away with that because they're the one seed, but they're only the one seed because the game got canceled for Buffalo. So neutral site, they'd be listening. They, they, if they were in a tough situation, what, what are they going to do? You know, what, what are you going to do with that? They did the best they could. Everybody all, you know, good thing there wasn't a coin flip for, you know, so... They did the best they could. It is what it is. Listen, we went through a whole COVID thing with nobody in the stands. We played a whole baseball playoff in in one ballpark. You played uh, NBA playoffs in in a bubble. This is old hat for us, okay? If you have to play the AFC Championship game in a neutral site, it is what it is. You're going to go play the Super Bowl the next week. You'll probably get a better game. Neither team earned the one seed fully because Buffalo... Had a shot at it, so I think the NFL. You know, they made the best of a bad situation, and they're getting killed. But they're going to get killed for anything. They're billionaires. The owners are billionaires. The Roger Goodell is drowning in a in a in riches. The NFL has an embarrassment of riches in every sense of the word. So, yeah, listen, you're not liked. They love the sport, but. When it comes to billionaires, America doesn't like billionaires. And I, you know, what are you gonna do? You can't, you can't blame them. So they were gonna get killed either way. So you got Buffalo and Kansas City. If they make it to the AFC Championship game, still a long way to go. It'll be played on a neutral site field, yet to be determined, is what we'll say. Tonight is the national championship game. If that sort of thing is something you're into. I know in this, in this area in New York, it's not really college football land. Uh, I won't be watching it. I will be at work, as that's why I'm doing the show today, Monday. They switched me back to midnights, so there's a whole that's a whole other story. So it, we might be having the 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 weekend rack, wrap ups going on Mondays now going forward. It might be. I, I don't know. If I have a Sunday off, I'll do it on Sunday. Um, National championship game. You got TCU. You got Georgia. Georgia's trying to be the first repeat champ since Alabama did it in the 2011-2012 season. They're heavy favorites. They're 13. They're almost a two-touchdown favorite. 13 points is what I saw it as. It's a David versus Goliath situation. TCU just beat Michigan. They upset Michigan. Now Georgia's had a week to prepare. Georgia's the better team. I mean, listen, Georgia's the best team in the country. They're undefeated. TCU can beat them. They need to play as well as they've ever played in all aspects of the game. But TCU has enough big play potential where if they get a turnover or if they get another pick six like they got like they did the other day. If they get a special teams return or a block punt, they could they could beat Georgia. Do I think they will? I don't, but I'm going to be rooting hard for them. 
It'd be nice to see Georgia. Is now people are saying this is the biggest, you know, the the, the David versus Goliath. This is you know the most uh, likely David, I guess you would say. And I say no, it's not because Boise State was more out of left field than TCU. TCU is a Big Twelve school. They play in a Power Five conference. They're not traditionally a football powerhouse, but they are a Big Twelve team. They are a Power Conference team. And their defense is nowhere to be found. I I wouldn't be surprised if we have a 47-42 final. I don't know what the over-under is, but they can't make it high enough for me to to bet the under. You got Georgia, who's been clicking on all cylinders. You got the kid, uh, Max, uh, what's his name? Max Duggan, the quarterback from TCU, who played out of his mind. There are some key injuries, though. You got the running back, Miller, who's a big piece of this TCU offense. He's he's questionable. Okay? His backup had a big career day against Michigan. He broke that that big 69-yard run for a touchdown. He ran for, uh, what was it, 125 yards, 14 carries. Big career day. Game of his life. Now, if he has to shoulder the load tonight, can he do it? Probably not. Probably not two days ever, because Georgia's also got a good defense. Georgia's got better wide receivers, and their wide receivers are going to run free in that secondary because the TCU secondary, yeah, they got two pick, pick sixes, but that was just Michigan's quarterback making bad plays, and the TCU guys jumping the route. The second one he threw right to him, kind of, you know, it was kind of a look what I found, and then he kept and he just took it to the house. The Georgia wide receivers tonight are going to be running free in the secondary. And if Georgia can hit those receivers with the ball, they're going to win the game. Because TCU, they, they do not play defense. Now, I know they had the goal line stand. The goal, they had the fumble recovery. A lot of these things that you see where you mentioned TCU defenses are mistakes by the other team. Okay, the fumble on the goal line should have been a touchdown. It wasn't a touchdown. They ruled, they, they, they screwed the call, said it wasn't a touchdown. Next play, Michigan fumble, botches the snap, and fumbles the ball. The goal line stand you had, Michigan play calling was awful. Now you had they made the stop. They still made the stop, but the play calling was horrendous on that on those three four plays. In the conference championship game, the goal line stand they had they ran it four times right into the center of the line, and you just you just they plugged the holes and it was just more will. It was who had the more will, and and TCU won it. They all sold out to the, to the middle of the line for the run. So of course they stopped the run. If there was a play fake, there would have been nobody within 20 yards. The quarterback could have crawled into the end zone. Of course, he couldn't have crawled in because his knee would have been down. <laughs> but you know what I you know what I mean. So I'm going to pick TCU just for the hell of it because it's fun. TCU, 43-34. TCU with the upset and the national championship. Georgia does not win two in a row. That's my pick for tonight. So the Jets 
The Jets are, you know, Jets got a lot of work to do. The Giants, hey, look, we got playoffs, right? Playoffs in Minnesota. I didn't do the Giant game. Let me do the Giant game. The Giants, this is a game the Giants could win. The Giants should have won the other uh, two, three weeks, three weeks ago in Minnesota. They lost on that 60-yard field goal. They had a good comeback. The Daniel Jones down the field in the last minute. Two-point conversion. Now, listen, it all depends on what Minnesota team shows up. Okay, Minnesota has the capability to show up and blow the Giants out. But with Kirk Cousins quarterbacking, I'm pretty confident that's not going to happen. Because Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Kirk Cousins does not play the level he does in the regular season in the playoffs in big games. He just hasn't done it. So I don't know why I would say he was going to. I don't know why he'd think he's going to do it now. He's never done it. Can he do it? Yeah, he can do it. We've all seen him play like that in the regular season. Now, which Minnesota team is going to show up? The team that fell behind 33-0 in the first half to the Colts? The team that came back from 33-0 in the second half to the Colts? The team that beat the Bills in Buffalo in that wild game of the year? I, I don't know. Minnesota is so all over the place. This game is impossible to pick. So I think the Giants have a chance. Minnesota's probably got more talent. The Giants are still young. They're kind of surprised to be here. They got the Dable's going to win the coach of the year. If he doesn't win it unanimously, they, you know, there's got to be some voter fraud. If he doesn't win this thing unanimously. I don't know who else could get it. Because the Giants were decimated in the secondary. Injuries all over the place. And he got this team into the playoffs. A team that was expected to win six or seven games. And now they go into Minnesota, get a win in Minnesota, and then you got a showdown with the Eagles. And you know what? Anything can happen. And the Giants, yeah, listen, we saw, we, we saw two Super Bowls with Eli Manning and those teams that were eh, mediocre teams going into the playoffs. And they, they ran the table. So anything can happen. But step one is in Minnesota, beat Minnesota. We'll see if we can get somebody on Friday to talk about the game. Give us a preview. I'm working on someone from Minnesota, and I'm working on maybe someone from, from here, one of the Giant Beat Riders. And it'll be fun. You got a 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon Giants playoff game in Minnesota. It's a tough place to play. It's an indoor crowd going crazy. And it'll be interesting to see Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley handle how they handle a road playoff game. They're first. Coming off good years. About to make a lot of money. Both of them. We'll see. They got the best. You know, the Giants have a better coach. We'll see if Wink is going to, you know, is he going to continue to just all out blitz? You know? Just fire wagon blitzes and just hope his secondary covers or hope Kirk Cousins does what Kirk Cousins does and that throw the ball to the other team in big games. We'll see. But either way, we got a Giants playoff game. So that pretty much does it for us here today. We want to thank everybody for listening. If you haven't heard the interview with Dr. Mel that we did on the last episode of Locked Up Sports, make sure you check it out. It's an excellent interview. It's got some important information. Check it out. It's a little different type of thing for us to do. 
but it went excellent. I think it went well. I think it's informative and it was entertaining. Of course it was entertaining. You know, we're always entertaining. So I got to get ready. I got to get some sleep before I go in for work. Damn midnight tour. So we'll talk to you Friday. Like I said, we're going to try to get a guest. Minnesota, New York, we're going to get somebody on to talk about these playoffs, this game. Until then, I'm Bob Walters. We'll talk to you Friday. We leave you tonight with some sounds from the weekend that was in the world of sports. Stop playing us, man. We made we the Detroit Lions. We the Detroit Lions. Stop playing with us. I don't even watch TV, but I heard everybody already picked their pick the Packers over us. Stop playing with us. That's all I gotta say, man. Don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good. Field goal try from 32 for Myers for the win. Has never had a bigger attempt. From 50 yards out of the hold of Morstead. On the way. Down the middle. With distance. Dolphins take the lead. Miami and the Jets were underway as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back. Breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Oh, you just said this is storybook. This is almost fate. I just can't believe what just happened. Josh Allen, the same thing. Six days removed from this incredible can't believe it. scene that we saw with the Bills player down in Cincinnati. And now... Two. And Buffalo could fall back to the three if the Bills lose here. Cincinnati goes on to a win, which you might expect. Baltimore shorthanded. Here comes Hines again. Oh, my goodness. Can he do it twice? Is this for real? Can you believe it? Even a little Dion strut to the end zone. 101 yards. 
Do you believe in... No. It's pretty close, Jim. It's pretty close. What this is, is not on here? This is almost like a miracle. Like, to have two of these in the same game, I mean, this is just unheard of. I mean, I haven't experienced this, and you... If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.